hello everyone. This podcast is with our colleague Natasha Taylor, who is in Australia, and I would like her to introduce herself first a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I am in Australia, but my accent will immediately give away the fact that I'm not actually native Australian. Um, I've been here for three years, coming up to, and um, based in Melbourne at RMIT, which is the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology, which is a really huge university. Um, I'm based in the College of Science, Engineering and Health, but do lots of work um, across some of the other colleges as well. So my current role is um, in scholarship of teaching and learning, but of course, inevitably, I end up uh, doing and collaborating lots of the other learning and teaching teams on um, personal development and training and lots of other cool stuff as well. Thank you. And one of the reasons why Natasha um, has agreed to talk to us today is that she is the brains behind the subtle walk um, on Twitter. And I'll post links and everything related um, into the podcast. So that is my first question, of course, is how did you actually get the idea to set up Sottle Walks? I love the idea of being the brains behind it. Of course, I just stole it from other people. Um, I have been interested in walk the relationship between walking and learning and teaching for a long time. So um, I think if I think back, probably the light bulb moment for me was working with a colleague called Annie Watson um, when I was at Sheffield Hallam University. And she was doing her senior fellowship um, mm -hmm. application. And my role there was to uh, work with academics as they developed that. And she told me about um, some activities she was doing. She, she was in uh, art and design. Um, and she was doing team meetings mm -hmm. through walking. So the whole team would go out into the Peak District or somewhere nice and uh, spend the day walking and talking through the things they needed to do. Um, and she also pioneered this really cool thing called knit walks where amazingly as she's walking she knits and she has cameras mounted on her I knew I, knew, I can see your face no one else can see your face I knew you'd be excited by this uh, she has cameras mounted on her hat um, and also somewhere else you can see the knitting as well but the idea is that the knitting starts to represent what her ideas and uh -huh things she's seeing the environment around her so I was really inspired by that um, and then of course there is a, a um, literature on the walking curriculum and there's lots of examples from primary education all the way up to HE um, for walking um, to transform the way we work so at RMIT we have been doing um, subtle walks for a while Mm -hmm. To be honest, they weren't hugely successful <laughs> when we were based on campus. I would literally have to go around dragging my team out on uh, the monthly afternoon that was scheduled. But I did get them. But, you know, it really was hard work. But really, it's come alive and taken on a, a life of its own during lockdown. So we've been in lockdown here in Melbourne since the end of March. And to be honest, we've just come out of it this week. We're just starting to be able to go out. Yeah. So, you know, like everyone else, sudden pivot to online teaching. You're only allowed out of your house for yeah. exercise one hour a day. 
everyone was complaining about being stuck at their desks, mm. back pain, screen fatigue, yeah. lack of connection with other people. So I just picked up the Sotter Walk um, ball really and ran with it. And yeah, it's it's really taken off. And um, <clears throat> how does it actually work? So if you are not in Australia and on your campus, but mm. you want to participate in the sort of walk, so how, how would you go about it? How does this work? Okay, so wherever you're based. So um, I, of course, focus on the team uh, around me here and RMIT, but um, deliberately I open it up. Um, I'm a, a big Twitter user and I have all my networks um, sort of through social media. So it was an, it was an obvious thing for me to do. Um, I select a theme uh, for each month and we use a, a three stage um, structure for the walk. So it's, it's walk, think, share. And I, I stole this, so I didn't steal it. I was inspired uh, by a process which um, uh, an, an organisation called 64 Million Artists Use, I don't know if you've seen them, but they're a social enterprise uh, based in the UK yeah. and they run some very cool programmes. Um, it's all around draw, driving positive change, but the key is using creativity. So they have a January challenge, they have weekly challenges mm -hmm. and their structure is do think share. Okay. So this is just a, a <laughs> theft, but, but because I've done it, I've participated in it. I know it works. Uh -huh. So very simply, you go out for your walk, 30 minutes, you take some ideas with you. There's a provocation, a question, a theme, something that's already set up uh, mm -hmm. by me and communicated by me. And then when you come back from your walk, and this is the really important part, you share your reflections and your ideas, mm -hmm. um, either via Twitter, or I also use a Padlet, a Padlet wall, and the nice thing about that is it's visual. Yeah. So you can I encourage people to upload a, um, a photo or a sketch or, or something. So yeah. very simple. Um, it shouldn't take more than an hour because <laughs> um, it's a big ask, you know, asking people to yeah. give up their time and it doesn't necessarily feel like work. You know what it's like in this field. You're constantly battling for people's priorities. Um, so it has to be manageable and it has to be, uh, reasonable so that's you know that three-stage structure mm -hmm. um, really helps with that I think yeah so that that actually leads me to the question um so why should people participate so what makes it you know have you had any feedback because you've been running it now for for what was it about six seven yeah we're on seven oh because we, we missed September so I think this is yeah. the seventh month but um we've been going for eight months um yeah, we get lots of feedback. Well, I get lots of feedback. Um, I think it's, it is the dragging yourself away from the desk, giving yourself permission to shut, shut everything down and go and think. So often that feels like a luxury and it's, um, you know, of course it's not, it's really important part of the work we do. Um, so, you know, it gets people out, gets people reflecting. Mm -hmm. And of course there's that connection aspect. So, the chance to actually, however much time you've got to connect with other people, either through Twitter or the Padlet and share ideas and change perspectives and uh, have a bit of a conversation about a theme which is really relevant in teaching and learning, I think is really mm -hmm. valuable. Um, you know, and there's loads of evidence which says getting out, walking helps you be more productive. 
yeah. helps you think more deeply you know there's loads of that stuff um so and i think moving forwards and looking ahead um you know we're still off campus we've had a whole year off campus will we go back next year i'm not sure mm. will we be back fully or will we blend it we're still not sure you know but i think this has a way of transforming how we how we use and integrate reflective practice into our work life yeah uh, yeah yeah i and i mean i've participated myself so i find i find oh. it really interesting because you're opposing challenges and um and sometimes i see them and i go like hmm <laughs> you know how do they you know how do they relate to my teaching practice how do they relate? Yeah, sometimes i think i get a little bit too clever and uh, yeah, i do get but especially my own team will send uh -huh. me a text or a whatsapp or something giving me a load of saying how on earth do i do this um yeah but yeah <laughs> yeah and so it's, it's really fun and um this this uh, in october we we're talking about skeletons in the educational closets which are quite which was actually more challenging to think about it was see and that's a classic example i have i sit with the themes and you know i usually get them from what's going on around us or picking yeah. conversations up on twitter or whatever and this month I just thought, oh, do you know, I'm I'm so done with <laughs> pandemics and change and pivots and online and it's just all too much. We're going Halloween because that's fun. Um, and so I did I did have fun with that. And then I actually got out to do it myself and I thought, oh, this is actually really hard. Where do you take this? Yeah. One of those situations where, you know, metaphors are fun, but sometimes they're a bit um, yeah. scary. A bit scary. And I thought and I thought it was it was really like when so so Natasha challenged people to think about skeletons in their in their you know educational closets or their their teaching closets, and you started thinking about it and you know and I was laughing initially and then I started thinking and I was like oh how much do I actually want to share? Yeah, interesting. One, so I always do at the end of the um, week. I'll do a reflective piece that tries to pull together some of the yeah. key things. And um, through doing that, I've noticed, you know, you always, there's that group of positive reflections and the optimism yeah. and, you know, the creativity really bubbles and effervesces, mm -hmm. but there's always a dark undertone as well. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think because we are, we tend to be very critical people, um, <laughs> you often see guilt and imposter syndrome yeah. and resentment and fear yeah. coming through really strongly. So it's really interesting from that side as well and the, and the halloween of course was inevitably going to take us there so yeah maybe that's the skeleton in my closet <laughs> yeah I, I wonder how much of that at the moment is is uh, emphasized or is brought out more through through the pandemic Absolutely. I, yeah what i really enjoy is that to see you know um if people want to participate when you're participating in padlet if you're not locked in, you can actually participate anonymously. So people yes. would know who you are. And yeah. um, because sometimes uh, talking about your own educational practice or talking about the scholarship you're undertaking and the problems maybe related to either of those can be quite challenging or daunting. For yeah. people. I think some people have wanted, you know, in those angry moments and, you know, they've wanted to say things which, <laughs> attributable to them about you know HE more generally but maybe about their institutions or 
yeah. their teams or their students. I mean, let's not forget the students as well. And also people have been bringing in some, I've been surprised at how um, personal some people have been getting really deep into their mm-hmm. family histories, emotionally complex sometimes the reflections and you know that anonymity is really important because I think it allows people to open up in that safe space yeah and I think this is maybe one of the key points to bring out again for for our listeners is to say the sort of wall creates that safe space because you have the the opportunity to participate anonymously to to think about things that might be challenging in your own in your own practice in your own professional life and um but I also feel it creates a nice sense of community and I look forward when I go to the Padlet to see who has participated now who's posted something and there will always be photos uh, from people in there as well and I'm still waiting for the day until someone performs something and uploads a video. Yeah, no, we haven't had that. We've had a video. Someone videoed the walk once. Um, yeah, it's a curious one. It, it, the Padlet gives me anxiety sometimes, I think. So I'll be watching it during the week thinking, oh, not many people have gone on, not many people have gone on. But, you know, I've had to come to that realisation that that doesn't really matter, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's a space for people to engage if they want to. And then some people prefer to do it um by twitter some people prefer to just go and do it and not share and that's absolutely fine too um but yeah it's, it, it is fun and padlet's so simple to use that's called i mean it has to be um yeah otherwise people wouldn't do it if you had complex logins and things so yeah. you know it works it's a nice way of curating the ideas as well yeah yeah so have there been any favorite moments for you from <laughs> from the last eight months yeah um there has to be or otherwise I wouldn't continue with it and I think um (laughs) you know you have to have those um moments to reflect on and bring you real joy I think because that's you know what our job's about so I think I get great satisfaction out of um where I see people who just haven't engaged before with subtle for whatever reason and this is particularly within kind of around my own teams when I see them giving it a go <laughs> um that's fantastic yeah. but also when they like it that's doubly fantastic yeah. um and you know I said before about having to drag people from my own team out <laughs> when we were in physical space and, um I'm sure sure they would if they were sat here now they would have to admit that I was right and it was good fun but you know that's enormous enormously satisfying to see mm-hmm. people who haven't engaged before actually taking part and getting something out of it and then for me because I love that creative spin and um, I love playing with metaphors and things and also having again going back to that 64 million artist experience been doing that for about five years now and that's I just love surprises that, that the worst source of surprise and that great learning for me yeah. So when those things happen on sort of walk, I get very excited as well. So we, you know, um, I can't remember which month, but there was a poem mm-hmm. that appeared, and I really struggle with poetry. <laughs> but they were quite confronting. So it was like, oh yeah, this is amazing. And then um, another time, my colleague Lisa, she's she's always looking for um, new apps and software mm-hmm. things to present stuff, and she made like a, a CSI 
crime scene board out of her photos. <laughs> the whole thing oh. operated at a whole different level because not only was she doing it, she was also share, sharing with everyone this amazing new form. And she's done that a few times now. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, oh, how do I <laughs> remember where these things are? Because these are really cool tools that students would love. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, yeah, it's those little surprises. Um, and then more recently, I just think in the last month or two months, seeing other places, other people in other places all around the world mm-hmm. take the idea and use it in their own context. That's enormously satisfying, you know, because it's a big thing and it doesn't have to be about subtle. It's, I called yeah. it the subtle walk because that was my job. But, you know, you could have it for anything. Um, so just seeing people give it a go and try to use it with other people, that's... Mm-hmm that's a favorite moment as well because it's you know that's what we're here for yeah and I I really like it I like also that it is asynchronously so you go you go on your own um Mm. I've known from a walking group I'm in some people from the walking group actually um meet each other via the telephone via their phones and uh yeah so they they exchange phone numbers and then put put their headphones on and and call each other and then they're out in their respective areas going for a walk by chatting with one another but um so that would be that's more like um annie watson's original walking boots that inspired me because you just need them to be knitting now at the same time Amazing. I don't think I could walk and knit. <laughs> no, I don't think I could either. Well, I can't knit. I'm terrible. <laughs> if I walk along the canals, I would end up in the water. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Don't need a, a subtle incident. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Lisa's crime scene investigation board might kind of... <laughs> not happy on top of it. But what is really good is that it is asynchronous and you can go in your own time. There is no, so you you usually have to sort of walk open for for the whole working week. Yeah, we do it for the working week and I'll even leave it to the weekend as well for people who want to um, sneak into that. No, I don't work weekends either. But, you know, some people, that's when they do most of their walking, you know, if they've got the dogs or something, go out for some big hikes. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll leave it open for a week and then I usually tie things up the following week. Yeah, Um, I was just making a face because I usually run late. yeah well I struggled this month actually I even I was struggling I try to do it on the Wednesday so that I have um you need to keep the momentum going that's one of the things so I try to tweet every day something um to get that uh, momentum going because you know what it's like people just forget or you think you're scrolling through and you think that's great I'm going to do that but then you forget yeah. about it yeah and I think we all struggle a bit with cognitive load at the yeah. moment anyway so um yes you guys are about to huh? experience that so it's very weird us emerging from that and and of course um seasonality is huge of course because we've been walking through winter but mm-hmm. here in Melbourne winter isn't the same <laughs> as those uh, gloomy British um yes and so why would you go out for a walk in the wet? <laughs> yes, in November here in in Scotland, or at least in the in the Glasgow area, has greeted us with torrential rain and winds yeah. and cold, and yeah, so it's not pleasant to walk. But you do it. No, anyway. it's not. <laughs> but do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
So is there anything you want to to tell people or encourage them? Was there anything else I've forgotten to ask you about? I don't think so. I think um, those are the things I would share with people and just encourage people to go and we're going to, you're going to include, didn't you? You said the links, I'll give you a few yeah. more links to follow up. And um, maybe include a link to Annie Watson's work and maybe the 64 million artists' works. I think that structure, you know, the do think share, which we use as walk think share, I think you can actually use that with students and with teachers as well quite effectively. So that's quite a useful one to follow up on. But um, no, otherwise, just to encourage people to get walking. I'm the laziest person in the world and it's, it's done wonders for me. It's, it has um really kept me focused and kept me sane uh, throughout the last seven months so that's really good thank you for for me as a response to that is um what i like about the subtle walk is like a fixed point each month you know because yeah, yeah yeah because everything is becoming so transient and and the boundaries between work life and private life and everyone is struggling with and so the monthly subtle walk is kind of that fixed point that gives you a bit of structure as well. Yes, yeah, um, I think so. I think yeah. so, yeah, sure. Okay, thank you very Ooh. much, Natasha. Thank you. I stop the recording now. And uh, thank you so much for um, joining us at your evening. <laughs> and indeed, indeed, and thank you for your, your gloomy coffee-fueled morning. <laughs> It's a really strong coffee. Um, <laughs> thank you. Bye, everyone.